0: Welcome to The Ripening. Thanks for joining us for The Ripening. This episode of The Ripening showcases Fodder's monthly spiritual direction panel. We're discussing who spiritual direction is for. The panelists take on some of the stereotypes of who people think direction is for and open a dialogue around what personality types, genders, and stages of life we see in our direction spaces. To listen back to previous panel conversations, check out fodderonline.com and go to the audio productions tab. Enjoy. Thanks for coming, everybody. Thanks for being here. Um, Rachel brought in a really amazing spread tonight, so enjoy that. Yeah, feel free to jump up and get more, and then If you didn't see, the restrooms are where the gray dividers are in the warehouse. So there's like barn wood and gray dividers. Feel free to jump up if you need that too. Um, Welcome. If you haven't been before, we do this once a month on the first Monday of every month at 6.30 here in this room. So you're welcome back Um, anytime. Um, The last time we talked about what does spiritual direction do and the time before that we talked about what spiritual direction is. And so you can find those. We actually release it on a podcast, and you can find it at that link um, if you want to listen back to those. Um, But yeah, let's see. So, sorry, my notes. So I'm Karen, and then we're going to go through and we'll have everybody introduce themselves quickly and what they do and not why they do it because that'll take too long. Kaisa,
1: uh, let's start with you. Yeah, so in Kaisa, uh, I offer spiritual direction to both adults and children here in Denver and online. And yeah. Nice. That's it. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Super short. Just that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rachel, how about you? Uh,
2: so I do spiritual direction in person and online as well. Uh, and I also teach ecstatic dance classes to try to incorporate a physical component to spirituality as well as other sorts of body-based workshops for those who are not (laughs) dance-inclined.
0: Nice, Raul?
3: And I am part-time minister of Christian formation at uh, St. Patrick Presbyterian Church in Greeley. I also teach guitar and um, I have my own spiritual direction practice called Open Window.
0: Nice, thank you. And then, I'm Karen, I own a brand called Fodr, F-O-D-R, and it's a mental and spirit, spiritual wellness brand that my husband and I run, um, and he is a counselor, so he brings kind of the mental, mental wellness side of it to everything, um, and we, do, we release all kinds of content and then um, also services as far as spiritual direction and counseling, um, and so we have podcasts, and that's, that's, my, that's my other day job is I edit and, and produce podcasts too. And I'm an artist, so lots of hats. Um, Cool, so that's a little bit about us, so you know who we are. Um, What we're talking about today is who is spiritual direction for. Um, So like I said, we talked about what it is, which, we landed on this um, very thorough and specific, I'm just kidding, definition of what spiritual direction is. Um, so we landed on, we wanted to land on something that, um, all of us could really get behind and we could use every single time as far as what spiritual direction is if you're just coming to the space for the first time, um, which is spiritual direction is the practice of accompanying another, attend, and respond to the divine and self. Um, so pretty broad and we all have our own little nuances to that in the same way that we'll answer this, this question, who is spirit, spiritual direction for, um, with all of our own little kind of nuances and takes and who we specialize best with. So let's jump into that. Who is it for? Um, we'll start with, um, it's, like I said, it's a little bit different for everybody and every director, I think, as far as um, even if it's spiritual, like, if it's Christian based, if it's a specific spirituality, if it's, so there's a lot of different resources online for groups of spiritual directors and that sort of thing. Um, we'll all take a little bit of a different nuance approach. Um, and then one thing we wanted to mention too is that it's all about kind of similar to counseling, finding the director that's right for you. So um, like we won't sit up here and say all four of us are probably right for everyone. Like um, there's, there's so many other directors that would be better fits for other people and we would mesh like kaisa might mesh with somebody a lot better than i would or something so we'll we'll dig into a little bit of that too but um question for the panel um we're, we'll start with is it is it for christians only or is it um is it spirituality is it is it for a specific spirituality uh, who wants to dive in
2: Rachel does (laughs) put me in coach. (laughs) Um, so it is not just for Christians Um, there's definitely a lot of um, within Christianity spiritual direction tends to be a little bit better known even though it's not that widely known even within Christianity Um, but I would say that the goal of spiritual direction is really just to Um, have better cohesion within your spirituality, whatever that is, and that can be achieved in lots of different ways. Um, I tend to work with um, both Christians and non-Christians and I use pretty much the same approach. It just kind of depends on what divine force we're talking to, what spiritual language makes sense um, and yeah, it
0: works for lots of people across the spectrum. Raúl, what's your take?
3: Most of my connections are with um, doing spiritual direction with folks in our church, and then <clears throat> actually predominantly folks at Denver Seminary. There's students who are needing that as requirements for classes, and I think referrals from there. So. I think definitely my my starting point I think is um, from a Judeo-Christian perspective, um, and so when I look at this definition here, it's uh, you know it's attending to and responding to I think to to God and we would, I would say the God of of the Bible and to self and then the unique role of the Holy Spirit in in that, um, and so I've not had any experience. Um, in, in formal spiritual direction, meeting with folks who were, I think, a little more open-ended from that regard. I think that's a very necessary uh, piece in the spiritual direction role. And, and it's the reason why we defined it this way, because we're not just defining Christian spiritual formation. We're, we're talking about the spiritual direction in, in, in its broadest sense. And so because of that, we, it's important to define it in this way. But that's certainly that's more, more my, my circle. Um, that I interact with on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah I, um, I, you know, profile, so to speak, myself as a Christian spiritual director. So anyone who enters into the conversation of exploring a spiritual direction would be something for them. With me, they would know from the get-go that I am a Christian and I practice spiritual direction from a Christian perspective. Um, however, I would not turn away someone who wants to still work with me even if they would not um, be follower of Jesus or they would not know where they are mm-hmm. in that journey but I would just make it very clear for them that you know that there wouldn't be any like hidden traps that that's how I do it like I would, um, welcome the Holy Spirit I would pray and I might reflect on a reading of a scripture and mm-hmm. so that they would know that that's gonna be part of my practice mm-hmm. and if they feel comfortable with that I, I will love to explore and work with them but that's very central of the way how I practice spiritual direction.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah I would say I'm super similar to that as far as when I first started out I was like I wanna meet with anybody of any background, of any spirituality, and then realizing that there just has to be that understanding, though, of all of my training is from the Christian perspective. So all of my skills that will show up in the space, too, are from that perspective. And um, that'll be a level of projection, too, that I carry as far as my own understanding of the space. Um, So feeling like I'm most maybe effective or can contribute most in the space with people that have the same vernacular um, as far as what they're looking at um, or I also work with a lot of individuals that at least have come from that perspective that that's their mm-hmm. predominant languaging from from indoctrination or from before that they that they might be post-christian now they're trying to connect with God still but um, some of that languaging still kind of makes sense to them or, or, or makes sense in their practices but Hmm. Yeah Thanks everybody. Um, so then that kind of is the, the spirituality of it. Another kind of misconception I feel like we all kind of named in our meeting about engaging spiritual direction is about personality. Um, whether or not you are an introvert, like there's I feel like there's often an assumption that you're an introvert and you need that processing space or or you know just those different personality dynamics if you're super contemplative so this is going to work for you or what is that what does that look like Raul you're you you feel like God, you're driving
3: this, this piece is really interesting to me because <laughs> i um i think in our training we we uh we were uh we discussed this idea of you know you might have somebody that you're a meeting with that you may not connect with very well that doesn't really suit your personality and so you know how do you determine that? You know how um, how how do you then refer? And so I've been sort of waiting for that to happen in the in the time that I've been practicing spiritual direction, and I've yet to, to have that happen. Um, I I meet with a, a wide assortment of people, and I would consider myself more of a well a touchy feely artsy fartsy. I looked up "artsy fartsy" in the in online, online, right, and nobody could really give me a clear definition or <laughs> etymology of that particular title. But, but I am I am kind of wi- wired that way, um, and so I, I was thinking, you know, if I meet with somebody who's not that way, I'm not going to be able to connect. And yet, that really has not been the case. And I'm not sure that I can explain why why that is. It just it just sort of works and I, I think my, my, my favorite example of that right now is a gentleman that I meet with who I would call the campy cowboy uh, variety. He is about as uh, well we, we would consider to be the opposite of someone who would sit in a chair with a with a candle and uh, <laughs> coffee and tea and you know all of the accoutrements that we uh, have in that in that setting and yet he just He, uh, I mean, he loves Jesus and wants to, you know, enter into people's lives deeply and into his relationship with God. And he has, I mean, he just has just rough, big hands and a big, bushy mustache. And one time he came in and his glasses were covered in, he'd been weed whacking for like six hours. And he hadn't even cleaned his glasses and they were just covered in grass. (laughs) Uh, And so I, I, I think that there are those situations that kind of that bend the rule. And so, um, you know, what is, what is the profile of somebody? And I, I think it's just somebody who has a desire to know, to know God and desire God and to sit in, in relationship and um, in humble mutual accompaniment. Um, and so that's, that's been, I, I'm curious to hear, hear your experiences. And Kaisa, so I know like your work with children, which is so uh, beautiful and unique. And I, I would imagine there's a wide variety of personalities and types that, that you meet with as well. But.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely starting to work uh, last fall with children has kind of blown my spiritual direction box. You know, what a spiritual direction session looks like or who is the person who would benefit from spiritual direction or enjoy engaging in that kind of work. Um, even before that, I don't feel like my sport direction box was pretty small. <laughs> but it, it has definitely broadened through, you know, working with these boys and girls. And now, you know, with obviously men and women as well. Um, yeah, I I would agree with you. I think there isn't defin- there isn't like a certain personality or temperament profile who works better or enjoys more spiritual direction. Than other, because I think it's just how we are made. We we are made for connection, and we love to be known. So, whatever you're extroverted or introverted, you just enjoy being listened to, and that somebody genuinely shows interest in your story and wants to be present to you and God and listen to God with you, or whether um, whether it's in a broader sense of just exploring your spirituality and your inner world. Um, yeah, so I think that covers really extroverts, introverts, and I even think sometimes with some of my extroverted directees and friends who receive direction, that somehow it seems that for them it's even more meaningful because they they need that place to articulate and you know like have their stuff out um, and process out loud their stuff. So. Yeah, I definitely would disagree that it's just for introverts or mystical contemplative types, I think. So many, uh, I'm from so many different faith backgrounds, church backgrounds as mm-hmm. well. I mean, I, I come from more uh, charismatic and maybe mystical or contemplative background myself. So I was a little bit insecure in the beginning when I started meeting with people who come from more um, intellectual or rational thinking, like Presbyterian church backgrounds, or that kind of backgrounds where it's more about um, heady knowledge and that kind of stuff. So it's like, oh, I wonder if we find mutual language. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it really comes down to that people just want to explore their life with God, I think, or oh, their spirituality.
3: I wanted to say, too, because most of my directees are women.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I would be curious to know if that is the case with you guys as well or if you have more of an even, I mean, I have some men that I meet with, but mm-hmm. for sure the majority of the people I meet with are, are women. And I don't know what the statistics are, whether that is common.
0: Does anybody in spiritual direction gather statistics? Okay, I don't know. I was even thinking it about the retreat tonight. that we just came from. I, I... I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> I meant to meant to get a feel for you know how many men and women were at this retreat and um, anyway I don't know what your experience is what your demographics are.
2: I think it is more women. It's kind of a it's more of an even split I'd say but I think it does tilt in the direction of female at least for me. I don't know about y'all?
3: I mean that we. I mean, the, the, the men are, are, are leading the number.
0: Really showing They're up just slightly, yeah. slightly, slightly, ahead. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, my practice right now is actually heavier on, um, I have more male directives, um, which is interesting, because I don't think that, I, I think that is counter to the broader kind of things. But whatever
3: those statistics are. Yeah, whatever that,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's probably a rhythm. It's probably like a, something looser than a statistic. Um, yeah I did
2: want to say something about personalities, yes, um, I think another attribute that um, as a director, seeing the uh, qualities that I feel better suited to that other people um and then the opposite attributes that other people would be better to serve um particularly as it relates to openness versus um, somebody who really wants to stick to what they trust um, and know really well. And it's funny because I have some clients that are just very conscientious in their Christian faith and um, really press into direction really hard to try to get as much as they can out of it, and it's great, but I actually think that I would be better suited to serve somebody with a little more uh, open-endedness with their um, Christianity or other faith. Um, Or just somebody who's more curious about the more outlandish questions about the divine. Um, And I love the more conscientious clients as well, but um, it's just interesting to see what uh, different directors
0: are better suited to serve mm-hmm. yeah yeah i like to me i like that you bring up too that like what you think the space that you think that you would be really good in um like sometimes you're really beneficial in different spaces too like people choose to keep coming back in, in that space or whatever i think that was surprising i think when i finished school i was like oh i'm the director for artists and like it's like very like these very specific people and it's funny that Majority of people that I see do have a very creative bent. Like they would like to be creative writers. They would like, you know, they have something very creative that they do. Um, at the same time, we're not doing art in the space. Like I don't, I don't necessarily do that. So, it's yeah. I thought that I would only be seeing, you know, like Enneagram fours and like, you know, I'm like seeing every every type that there is. Um, but it is funny how how different like a session with like. I'm a four, how different a session with a four would feel. Um, so it is funny that your different giftings and your different wirings do get really used in different ways in, in different spaces with different people. But um, yeah, I would say the, the people that I thought I would be working mo- most with is probably not the case. Like, or maybe those threads are just like less pronounced in their lives than, than I thought the people that I would be working with. But right. It's been, yeah, it's an interesting journey for sure. Um, but yeah, did we, um, as far as bringing up um, the, the gender um, observation, does anybody want to say anything else about that? Um, as far as, is it for only women? It was our question we wanted to cover. Feel good? I think we're good. Perfect. So then what I was just saying um, a little bit is, for, is um, who do we work best with or who do you see yourself working with most often? And so I think in a business way, this is like your ideal client, right? But it's like who, who you found is, is most drawn to your the way that you practice direction maybe. Mm-hmm. Or just who are you working with most often if there's kind of a type to it. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, it's interesting, you, you talked you talk about the Presbyterians in particular as being heady people. <laughs> uh, no, actually, that, that's fine, because when I, when I first started attending, because we were just attending the church that I'm actually working at now, and I, 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 didn't, I knew that it was Presbyterian, but I didn't really know much more about that. And I, I do think that there was something to that. Um, the, the, the position that I'm in there was sort of created... Me um, and I, I do hear from people that there is a, a uh, there's a distinctive approach to how um, the the general ethos of the church is, and then some some of the things that my role brings into that. And um, I, I'd say that people would say that it's kind of a that, that maybe there's a that there's a better representation of head and heart, um, and, and they're actually not. That they're they're compatible and much more integrated than I think we like to think. Mm-hmm. but I do hear that from people that um, that they appreciate both of the ways of, of interacting with, mm-hmm. with faith. And so mm-hmm. I, I do think that's a really good that's a good observation because I do think that, that some some particular um, faith paradigms have a certain, way of being or,
2: so.
3: No offense taken, Kaisa, <laughs> what I'm saying. No, it was, and I absolutely... It was, it was wonderful. I loved yeah, how you no, put that. Yeah, and
1: I, it's like I said, like my initial like uh, insecurity or um, what has totally been proven unnecessary. Like now that I work with people with very different spirituality and spiritual experiences from myself, I am um, thoroughly enjoying it and, you know, really meeting God with them. Um, And both ways we're enriched. So it's really, yeah, really wonderful. Um, To answer your question, I feel like for me, the practice of spiritual direction is very much of like a a long-term journey. Mm. So there are people who come to direction to me who kind of find themselves in this transition phase or they're seeking discernment to a specific question in their life or or more, more often some kind of a faith transition, you know, like feeling that some kind of like being um, blocked or kind of stuck uh, stuckness. Um, but so that might be kind of like the proposal that brings them to direction or seek out accompaniment in this intentional way um, but often the work goes way beyond when they feel like they have uh, gotten loose from that stuckness or the season has passed or the discernment question has passed and we continue journeying and just the normal walk of life and i really enjoy and love that aspect about this work that it's really not crisis focused, it's not treatment plan, it's very much of like we are just journeying through life together. And, uh, and in that way, like the spiritual director becomes kind of like this, um, this is like a sacred witness of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in a long term relationship, it's, it's quite remarkable to be able to go to a person and be like, yeah, like three years ago. This is quite a shift in you and because we don't know those you know small small little shifts that happen in our internal landscape but someone else who has been listening to us and watching it kind of evolve can just point that out and be like wow that's that's quite something and you can be like oh i never even oh i forgot that you know that was something different you know four years ago three years ago so that i think that like uh, having that witness alongside you for long term is really a beautiful gift. So I love to work with people who come from whatever reason they come to direction, but that there is this longing to just journey, journey on this thing together. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty broad. If I should speak into like more specifics, I would say um, I really, I have been uh, a missionary in a foreign context. Um, myself, I mean, I'm a foreigner even in this country right now, so I think that kind of missional, uh, cross-cultural uh, spirituality um, comes into just from my own experience, my own journey, that I really love accompanying people who are either in you know, vocational ministry or just that that's a big part of their, their life, their journey, they have been or they're currently, whatever, um, because I just feel a lot of... Um, compassion and kind of like peer understanding of the loneliness of leadership in, in Christian spiritual context. And I love to come alongside people in that space. And and then the, the developmental phase of like, I love to work with children and adolescents and that's really fun for me. So if I had to say something more specific, I think I would probably mention those two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Rachel, who do you work best with, or who do you find you're working with most? Yeah, I think it
2: whether or not the person is Christian, if they have some sense of the divine being on their team mm-hmm. already, um, and not just that that mm-hmm. that God loves them as a father, as a creator, but also that he, she, it really likes the person too Mm -hmm. um, and really wants what's best for them. And then whether or not they're coming to me in a season of joyful curiosity or um, some kind of stuckness or wanting. um, I think in both of those situations, the question of just like, yeah, but what else is there Mm
0: -hmm. is what
2: I really love to dig into. Um, just to see, okay, well, what else is God and what else can I do with God? Mm. Um, How else can I interact and grow and enjoy God? Uh, So helping people uncover those practices and those mindsets that uh, sync them up with God in a way that is very esteemed and joyful and creative, not just in an art, Kind of way, but uh, co-creative sort of let's build this together, God sort mm-hmm. of attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, which my ministry is called Fratres Day Spiritual Direction Ministries, which means siblings of God. And so that's what I really try to cultivate with directees is this sense of uh, brother and sisterhood with God. That isn't equality with God, but um, very intimate esteem with God.
3: Mm -hmm. I wanted to add that, um, so in in my practice, uh, the the suffering piece has Mm -hmm. been uh, uh, a significant point of connection. And I think when you are, um, I think typically when people go through something really difficult and eventually something hits you like that, um, our initial response is to make the pain go away, uh, to try to fix it. Right um, To see it as a problem that needs to be resolved, and I think um, it's been really um, meaningful to enter into that space with people to, to talk about suffering not so much as something to get out of, something to fix, but actually something that, um, that impacts how we view ourselves, how we view God. And so then, then the conversations, and, and I, I've met with people that are actually meeting, let's say with a therapist or, and trying to deal at it from the angle of, of, of resolving or fixing certain situations, but then to talk about some of the same things, uh, but rather from that angle, to, to talk about how this is having an impact on how they view God and how they, they see God viewing them and how this impacts their, their prayer life and what they are seeing uh, forged uh, at, a, at a soul level. I think, uh, and, and I have to say, some of that is from, you know, based on my own on story. I think sometimes the things that we go through personally actually become the, the very thing that we have to offer to to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been really interesting to see that at work as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think um, there are a million ways I could answer that question, too. But I think some of the things that come up in my mind, Raul always makes fun of me because I refer to the space as deep space. Um, so I am probably I work better with people that embrace kind of that abstract or that kind of like those those more not vague spaces, but just those kind of like ethereal, femoral, I love that phrase, by the way. <laughs> just makes fun of me all the time um but yeah i refer to this space as deep space and yeah that kind of thing so i feel like people that are comfortable venturing into like this is a a space of discovery um i'm not teaching in the space i'm not extraordinarily directive i'm very i'm pretty hands-off except for question asking um we're kind of my prayer for each time is that we follow kind of the golden thread that, that that God has through the space and that we would discover that as we go. Um, so rather than me, yeah, I'm just not very directive in the space where it's very much like a, a discovery kind of session in space. So so maybe that's why some creatives are more apt to meet with me. But um, yeah. People that are open to open to experience um open to imagination entering the space um, and, and processing in that way. At the same time too, part of that not being extremely directive, I I think one thing um like if you're familiar with Enneagram at all, like the Enneagram 9, like they're like I, I, I was surprised that I work well with the nines because I thought that I would like push and prod too much and that kind of thing. But something that I found is that I actually holds just hold space really well for people. Um, so if somebody is kind of an internal processor, I'm not going to be asking a thousand questions to see where they are or what's going on. Like, I just hold a lot of space for people to be where they are and process on their own time, even if it's something that they need to take away from the space and come back with or something like that. But you're still laughing about deep space. I don't know. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I think we're going to, we're going to, um, Nick's our last question actually, which is if it's only for people in certain seasons, which both Kaisa and uh, Raul, you hit on really well as far as, I think we would all say that there are things that um, prod people towards direction, certain seasons that prod people towards direction, um, but that it's for any time. It's for all seasons of life. Um, So if you're okay with me summing that up and then we'll move on to questions. Perfect. Um so so this time is more for if you have any questions about and it can be for it can be around whose retroduction is for, it can be about anything, what it is, what well, we've talked about probably in other sessions or just what your wonderings are in the space, but and then we'll if you ask a question, we'll repeat it back for the microphones just to warn you. <laughs> um, with the who do any of you guys see couples? Like romantic, intimate partners? Yeah, know. so the question is, is if we see any couples together, like romantic or intimate couples.
1: Can I clarify? Mm-hmm. Do you mean together or separately, but that they... Um, are connected? How about both? I was thinking okay.
0: more like coming together. To coming in, in the same session. Yeah.
3: No. Really, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I, I've never... I'm, I'm currently meeting with a couple, but separately. That's the first time that I've that I've met with a couple, and I hadn't thought of it together. Do you guys have any experience?
2: I don't have any personal experience, but I know in one of the books that we read in the program that we were trained in, uh, they talked about uh, having couples come together, and it was kind of a balance of talking to each person individually, and then After that, um, seeing them more as a unit, as Mm -hmm. far as direction goes, Um, it's always been something I thought sounded interesting. I just haven't cut my
1: teeth on it yet.
0: Mm -hmm. I can see that as something you would do. That's a good question. Mm -hmm.
1: Can I say something about that as well? Um, Well, there is the form of group spiritual direction where Mm -hmm. all the uh, members of the group also it could be like a group of four or five people and somebody who's facilitating who' be trained spiritual director in that setting though the expectation is that everybody is kind of you know listening and holding one another in that way um, and when I started working with with children I wrestled with that a lot because I Thought that you know, parents, you know, that's their role. They're the spiritual directors of their children, and I want to involve them in mm-hmm. this session. And I had I challenged my um, trainer, my teacher, on that because she had a very clear stand on that that you shouldn't include the parents in the mm-hmm. session. That it's the child one on one with the director. Um, and I have grown to really appreciate that that it is really individual work in that way because then you can fully give the attention to that person Mm -hmm. and they don't need to be mindful of how their authentic experience and how they express themselves will impact the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I I would guess that that's a dynamic that's pretty strong consideration for couples receiving Mm -hmm. direction together because you will then feel, you know, family relationships always you know, it's just unique, so you will be mindful of how it, your answers will impact the other person and how they will respond. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's definitely a very different dynamic.
3: Yeah, I wonder if, um, if if that would require a pretty keen sense of spiritual maturity on the part of each person, because you really, when 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 you get down to what spiritual direction is, um, it be the, the relational dynamics. Could very easily play into how each of you is attending mm-hmm. to and responding to God, but it could also it it could also turn into another kind of agenda. Mm-hmm. To and I don't think it has to. I just think it, mm-hmm. you know, I think the couple would need to have sort of a pretty yeah. keen sense of like a spirit or mature spiritual fortitude to be able to make sure that those things are actually helping the other and not hindering that process. But that's really, it's
2: really that's a really
3: interesting
1: mm-hmm. it
3: makes me really curious to explore some of the possibilities there. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if maybe that's what's behind the doing the work individually. And then it coming coming together from that mutual support.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right?
3: And almost how uh, you could maybe do a little bit of coaching and how that would play out in a couple setting. By that. Mm-hmm. Great question.
0: As uh, spiritual directors, uh, if you were to go find a new spiritual director, what would you look for in that
1: person? Hmm. That's a
0: good question. Yeah, so the question is, if is for us as spiritual directors, if we were to go look for a new spiritual director, what would we look for in that person?
2: Mm-hmm. I recently changed directors, and I was asking Karen for recommendations, so I could just read that text too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for me, it was, um, kind of everything I've been describing. Somebody who has a uh, Christian foundation but has a pretty open attitude. Um, And then I'm also bisexual, so somebody who's down with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Can't remember what else. Those were kind of the main things though. I think that covers a lot of things. Um, Yeah. That's for me at least. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I have all uh, often gone by recommendations as well, um, just by people who know me well. Um, and um, yeah, I I have. I would appreciate someone who would have um, some kind of experience of and comfort in different cultural settings and understanding Mm -hmm. of just the broader world, um, in the sense of like um, just, uh, I don't know, being fluent in transitioning between cultures and different worldviews. I think that's. Pretty key to me, just that they can relate to me somehow. Um, but I think the key would be still uh, the the foundation of, you know, really listening to the Holy Spirit. And I think that is something that kind of goes beyond the life experience because we can never find a person who has experienced everything that we have experienced. You know, like. I'm an identical twin, and my director often, when I talk about that stuff, he's like, "Oh, I feel really like I need you know the guidance of the spirit because I have no idea what it mm-hmm. is like to be an identical twin. And I just think that's that's a like a nice example of like we will never know what mm-hmm. every what somebody has gone through or who they are, or we can never like completely identify with them. so, and in that sense as well, like even the age is not. Guarantee like sometimes people might think like I want to meet someone who is older so that they would have experienced all these things But because virtual direction is not about that Mm -hmm. that you have experienced all the things Mm -hmm. Like what Karen was talking about like creating that open space like we kind of You know take a step back and let the creator deal with the creation, you know So in that sense, it's you know, you can be 30 years younger than the one who Mm -hmm. you are giving direction to and you can still be serving them in really powerful ways, so I, yeah. uh, that's a long answer. <laughs> but even in that sense, it, you know, it's hard for me to know like what I would look for. It's just mm-hmm. something that I would trust, like they 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 follow the lead of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's really kind of a, it's hard for me to answer actually. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate two things that you said, that it's, it's difficult to know because and that's why a lot of, I think all of all of us, or I'll speak for myself, I always do a free trial session for anybody that's looking to do mm-hmm. direction with me, because I wanna make sure that we vibe together, that it's a good fit. Um, and the best, honestly, the best way you can know if you're gonna work well with somebody is to do a session. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the other side of it too is that you you mentioned like some things that are really specific, and you mentioned too, as far as like some things that you really would want. Like all of, I've seen two directors in my life, they're both artists, um, which is huge for me as an artist, um, which I was weary of at first, cause I don't want people to make me craft in the space or do any of that. Like I'm super, I'm very specific um, but, and, and and they don't. Um, but yeah, and then there's this trust factor too. A lot of places, if you go to a center, they have somebody that interviews you and then they'll actually, have suggestions as far as who you'll match with, based on some of your preferences and your background and all of that. So I actually see my directors through the Lantieri Center, which is a Catholic Ignatian Center in town. Um, And so I just got matched with her, and I think it was off the basis. So many people latch on to that artist thing. They're like, oh, artist, artist, Um, (laughs) and get really excited about it. Um, but she's a phenomenal match, and I wouldn't have necessarily always thought that a Catholic director was what I wanted, but it's, man, it's good for me. It's really good for me. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. I think so much of it is trying it and seeing what works, mm-hmm. and just seeing, like, I, I gave you a few different name, a few different people, or a couple of different people at least, and just from reading their bios or their descriptions, you you felt, like, led towards a specific person, so I think, there's a lot of trust in the spirit with it, too, as far as who might work. But. That's also
3: a great question. I I think, uh, as I was hearing you guys share, I think I would like someone not like me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does it make sense? <laughs> I, I, uh, I, and and I, think, I think maybe somebody older. I don't think gender would matter to me, but although I... I mean, I, I'm not so necessarily sold on that because I have met with some spiritual directors that are younger and tremendous wisdom mm-hmm. and influence there. But um, I, I tend to be more directive
2: mm-hmm. uh,
3: in my approach, but I think I would want someone less directive
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: than I met with. I'll be thinking about that on the drive degree <laughs> am why, why answering that way because I also have not thought about that. I've been that selective in the people that I've met with I just and and it's all been great really different um, personalities and demographics and and yet it's been really
0: good to have a question to kind of follow up on that I, I know you guys have your contact info on here but where where would you go to look for a, a spiritual director oh uh, yeah that's a great question So, where would we go to look for a spiritual director? Is the question.
3: I'd go to Grafted Life. Hmm,
0: Yeah, Yeah, Grafted Life Ministries, which is um, they have a website. They're an online kind of membership-based group.
3: And I'm not listed on Grafted Life, so I'm not not (laughs) trying to. That that I don't work for Grafted Life, Mm -hmm. but that's that's probably where I would go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a big directory. It has You can search by a map even of, of directors, mm-hmm. I believe, um, and gives a bio and, and all of that kind of thing. But then there's also um, for something broader, so a much broader spiritual direction context across spiritual backgrounds and spiritual um, views would be Spiritual Directors International, right? SDI, mm-hmm. SDI.org. SDIWorld.org. SDI SDIWorld.org. Thank you. And that one, they also do the same thing. They have a. It's a membership base, so they have a bunch of. Um, they have a big directory of directors. Yeah, and then there's more regional
2: listings as well. There's Spiritual Direction Colorado here, and um, I've poked around, and there's lots of different state-specific listing services as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's another one. Yeah, the North Denver network. Yes, that a bunch of us are in.
0: <laughs> yeah, so a bunch of us are in a uh, North Denver Soul Care Network, um, which is a very local network of spiritual directors that we had kind of discovered. There's a lot of directors on the south side of town, um, especially the seminaries down there and and everything. And so we created um, an online network as far as um, North Denver, the north side of town, for people to be able to find us. What's the name of
2: your North
0: North Denver Soul Care Network. And that's, loose, that's a little bit more loose as far as soul care than just people that are, are, are practicing formal spiritual direction. So people that might be practicing more of like a mentoring or um, broader broader soul care, I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: I, mean, I think a good resource is um, ask a pastor in the church. They might be connected uh, to spiritual directors or if there is like a soul, uh, soul care or formation uh, director in the church, just ask if they have a list of... Some um, pastoral staff has a list of uh, connections who they know personally, and they can be speaking to that as well.
2: On the flip side, how do most people find you? Like, where do you hang your sign? Mm I think most of mine are Spiritual Direction International and then Spiritual Direction Colorado. A couple from the North Denver Network and one from Grafted Life like three years ago, so I might not renew, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it's mostly the listing services and a couple direct referrals, but I think most people look at those lists.
0: I don't know if that's true for y'all. Mine are all personal connections as far as like, I don't see see friends or relatives ethically, Um, (laughs) but like one or two removed from that, um, they're all personal referrals basically.
2: Mm
3: minor as well and um i'm listed um with denver seminary as um as a provider of discounted soul care for students Mm -hmm. and so that's um that tends to be uh, another resource for me
1: yeah personal referrals to pastors ministry leaders people who i got to know somehow yeah
0: Do we have any other questions?
2: Do you know of directors that do use art? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I realize that you don't, but some that are local that I could go and see how they play.
1: Mm -hmm. I do. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm Okay. Yeah.
0: Perfect. So we had um, kind of a contemplative space planned for um, just a few minutes, like five to ten minutes. Is everybody good with that? Does that feel good?
1: Yeah. Nobody's
0: no. running out. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Not yet. Yeah. No. No? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Let's just take a little moment to kind of shift from that listening and engaging with our thinking, and, um, and yeah, let's, let's settle into our bodies a little bit. So. Sit down in a comfy way that you can just hold that for a few minutes um, and feel rested. So maybe that means for you closing your eyes, um, putting your feet down. Um, and. Um, gently place your hands on your stomach so you can kind of feel your breath, your body through your hands as well. And start noticing your breath. Does it kind of stay in your throat and chest or does it reach all the way down to your stomach? You follow the movement. Start paying attention to your feelings, thoughts, and besides your breath, the rest of your body too. I wonder if you notice any tension, tightness, or pain in your body. And does anything worry you? Or are you afraid of something right now? And if there is a worry, where can you feel that worry in your body, or that tension? After a few deep breaths, move your hands to your lap, palms down. And let this turning of hands be a symbol of your wish to turn any worries or concerns that you might have to God. Let go and release any of those worries. And just specifically name them and give them over. It could sound something like this in your mind. I let go of this frustration. Or I let go of the guilt of not doing something. Or whatever it is that just comes to mind right now. And then give it to God. Don't rush this. Keep turning those things over to God as long as they keep coming to your mind. Once you feel that you have come to your, some point of stillness, that your money, mind, and body have found um, a point of calm, turn your palms up as a sign that you are ready to receive from God. Relax and imagine placing your hands, palms up, into God's caring hands. Feel how you are being held by God. You don't need to go anywhere or do anything. You are safe here. Enjoy the feeling of God holding your hands in His hands and loving you. You can fully relax and trust that you will be taken care of. Tell Him in the quiet of your heart what you desire. Wait for his response. You might feel like he has something to say to you or that he simply wants you to know that he cares for you and that you are safe with him. Finally, lift your hands to your heart and thank God for being with you.
0: Join in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, are great. Well, that's. I think that's all we have for you today. So, yeah, thank you for coming. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The Ripening. Have a question for the panel, or want to get in touch with one of the directors? Email us through the FODDER website at fodder f o d r online com. Grace and peace be with you. Thanks for listening to The Ripening. The voice you hear is Karen Hibner. I'm a spiritual director under FODR, F-O-D-R, a mental and spiritual wellness brand located in Denver, Colorado. Interested in spiritual direction, counseling, or more of our content? Check out fodder, F-O-D-R, and follow us on Instagram at F-O-D-R online.